Welcome to Slice of Life. Because a bite was not enough, you've listened to Brenda's Bites for years, and now Brenda is expanding her show to include lifestyle happenings from around the region. Now here's your host, Brenda Alacy. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Slice of Life. Thank you so much for carving out some time for us here on this first Sunday in November, hard to believe. And uh, we've got a really fun and interesting show. That's what I like about doing this show. Hopefully you find it fun, but also informative as well, because every week there's somebody different on Slice of Life, and we try to bring in people from all walks of life. And in this case, we have an attorney and a pharmacist coming up. So we've got a lot of different areas covered. Returning for an encore appearance is Arthur Pressman. You may have heard Arthur's commercials on a number of our sister stations here at Entercom Radio. And Arthur is known as the DWI attorney. He's not driving while intoxicated, but he's helping other people who may find themselves in that position and in trouble with the law. So pleasure to welcome you back to the airwaves, Arthur. Good morning. Good morning, Brenda. Thank you for having me back again. Great to have you back. Well, as I said, you know, people hear about you and they automatically think DWI attorney. Uh, When you talk uh, to people about what you do for a living, is that how you describe your area of law? Well, I describe myself as a criminal defense attorney. That encompasses... Uh, not only DWI, but also traffic cases as well as traditional criminal uh, charges where people get charged with shoplifting or assault or possession of drugs. So I cover everything in, under the umbrella of criminal defense. Gotcha. But you also have a, a pretty heavy emphasis on DWIs and traffic violations, right? I do. Uh, in the last uh, several years, I've uh, tried to focus my practice on representing people who are charged with DWIs and any type of traffic offense. You know, it's funny, Arthur, you, you see uh, other professional people, and many of them have a niche, no matter what their profession might be, whether it's in the medical field, uh, in the financial advisory field, and certainly in law. What made you become interested in these specific areas of law? Well, I've been practicing uh, criminal defense for over 33 years, both here and in Florida, and uh, I've always uh, kind of had a concentration in uh, uh, doing DWIs, and I just saw a niche here in uh, the Buffalo area that uh, wasn't filled. And uh, I decided that I would try and focus my practice on uh, DWIs and and traffic uh, defense, and it's been uh, very successful, and I've been very happy with the response I've gotten from uh, your listeners and the people in western New York. If you have to reach Arthur for any of these reasons, whether it's a DWI arrest, traffic violations, criminal defenses, he listed, the best way to reach Arthur Pressman is 261-4977, 261-4977. We'll repeat that uh, towards the end of the segment as well. Arthur, I think it's particularly relevant that you're here at this time of year uh, with the holiday season right around the corner. Do you find that perhaps uh, people's inhibitions are lowered when they're drinking? They might indulge a little more than they should, have that one extra drink, and therefore your phone is ringing even more than it normally would? I find that uh, between uh, right before Thanksgiving through really uh, Christmas and New Year's, we have an uptick in uh, the number of people that are uh, getting arrested or charged with uh, DWI and also traffic infractions. Uh, I know uh, from past experience that law enforcement has a much bigger presence during this period of time. They do uh, certain uh, sweeps or uh, where they concentrate and set up roadblocks. Uh, so, and people, there's a lot of parties going on. There's also, the, you know, the day before Thanksgiving is the biggest drinking night of the year. And, and then we have uh, holiday parties uh, during December uh, that businesses have and, uh, you know, families have. So, um, you know, people have to be understand that uh, there is an enforcement uh, action that takes place during these periods of time. Not to drink and drive, but if they they make a unfortunate mistake, then uh, that's what my firm is here for to 
assist them in, uh, in, in moving through the process of uh, defending a DWI and getting their life back on track. Why would it be important for somebody to call you versus trying to litigate this or negotiate their way out of it on their own? Well, first of all, anybody charged with a, uh, a driving offense involving alcohol or drugs, uh, it is a criminal charge. And the courts in this area won't let you represent yourself. It, it's, it is a misdemeanor if you were convicted of it. It would give you a criminal record the rest of your life. It's something that's not going to go away and has a, a very big impact on your ability to drive, uh, your ability to enter Canada, which is a big issue since we live here on the border. And those laws have recently changed in Canada, which makes access to Canada very difficult now. Uh, so you need a lawyer who's experienced in uh, representing people on uh, traffic and DWI charges, someone who's up-to-date on the legislation, up-to-date on the new laws, and has an uh, excellent uh, rapport with uh, the uh, law enforcement, the prosecutors, and the judges, and the, uh, all the courts in western New York. Arthur, there has to have been changes that have occurred uh, over the years with laws pertaining to, to DWIs, DUIs, and the like. Um, when it comes to blood alcohol readings. Now, is it 0.08, am I correct? Yes. That, you know, when, I, when I first started practicing law more than 30 years ago, the uh, the legal limit in New York State was 0.10 of uh, blood alcohol content. And over the years, it's been lowered to 0.08, which is a um, what we call prima facie or, uh, evidence of someone who is uh, intoxicated. We also have in New York State, though, uh, what we call drive while impaired by alcohol which is someone who has a blood alcohol limit of 0.06 or 0.07. And uh, people would be surprised that it doesn't take much alcohol or alcoholic drinks to get to that level. So they have to be aware that sometimes two strong drinks, depending on your weight and your gender even, can wind you up uh, in custody and jail and charge with a DWI or drive while impaired by alcohol. So if there's a big dude, maybe 6'2", uh, north of 200 pounds, versus a woman who's maybe 135 feet 5, <laughs> the chances are that woman will feel the effects of alcohol much more quickly. Plus, I think hormones enter into it, correct? Well, I'm not sure about hormones, but I can tell you that you know, your weight and gender does. I have uh, you know, a female client recently who weighs about 100 pounds, had one and a half drinks, and she was over the legal limit, and I think most people would be surprised when they're at a friend's house or a restaurant that they had one drink or one and a half drinks. But uh, if you're if you're very light and you're not used to drinking, um, it's going to affect you. But it's also how it's absorbed into your blood system. So mm -hmm. even though you may have a tolerance for alcohol, that doesn't change whether or not you're over the legal limit. We're talking with attorney Arthur Pressman. The best way to reach Arthur is at 261-4977. He specializes in DWIs, traffic violations, and criminal defense work. And Arthur, I've seen terms DWI, DUI. Is there a difference from a legal perspective? Well, in New York State, we, we call it driving while intoxicated, DWI. A lot of other states uh, call it DUI, driving under the influence of alcohol. So really, it's one and the same. Okay. Uh, it's just uh, what other states uh, use the terminology to describe what you're charged with. We also have DWAI, which is driving while ability impaired by alcohol. We also have that. We also have, which people don't realize, is you can also be charged with driving while impaired by drugs. And that not only includes someone who is charged with uh, having an illegal substance in their system, but you could be taking prescription medication. And if you're taking it and it affects you where it impairs your ability to drive, you could be charged with driving while impaired by drugs, even though you're taking a prescription medication and you've been taking it for years. With recreational marijuana now legal in Canada, and as you indicated, we're right over the border, sometimes it's easier and closer to go to Canada than it is to drive to the south towns, That's depending right. on where you live. Uh, have you seen any noticeable 
difference yet, or is it too soon to tell? I think it's too soon to tell. I mean, I, I do represent a lot of clients that get charged with driving under or driving while impaired by drugs that are um, smoking marijuana in their car or had recently smoked marijuana in their car. The penalties are almost the same for someone uh, convicted of driving while intoxicated by alcohol and driving while impaired by drugs. So people have to understand that they lose, uh, they, they run the risk of losing their license not only for driving while impaired by drugs, but also driving while intoxicated by alcohol. I wanted to ask you too about um, traffic violations. Uh, how can you help people who end up with th those types of violations? Well, traffic violations can run anywhere from not having your seatbelt on to reckless driving to driving, you know, 30 miles an hour over the speed limit. Uh, and people have to understand that DMV in recent years has a look back period of 25 years now at your driving history. So uh, traffic infractions that you committed when you were, say, 16 and you're 35 now, if you send in your ticket and plead guilty by mail, you could actually wind up losing your license. I've, I, I have a lot of active pending cases where people have done just that. They got a cell phone ticket and they just thought nothing of it. They mailed it in. It happens to be five points in New York State, coupled with five or six points they had two years ago, and they get a notice from DMV saying your license is suspended. Well, there's a wake-up call, huh? Right. So it's very important that people do not mail in their tickets and plead guilty just as a convenience. Uh, and in the long run, it is usually uh, lesser expense to hire a lawyer like me to represent you in court on these tickets to try and get you the best uh, result possible. Oftentimes, I can save you a trip to court. I can save you any impact on your insurance and even uh, oftentimes, we can get you zero points on your license. Do you think that people take traffic violations too lightly, that there's a perception that, well, it's nothing horrible, I'm not going to end up in jail, and, and all of a sudden, there they are with these dire consequences that Abs you just enumerated? Absolutely. Uh, I can give you an anecdote. When I go to court, uh, in a busy court like uh, Amherst or Tonawanda, there may be 200 people in the audience with uh, traffic tickets, and maybe four or five lawyers that are representing five people. The other 100 people, 195 people are there without lawyers, mm -hmm. and they're not going to get the same kind of result if they hire an experienced, qualified lawyer. So it, it can have an impact on you know, your, your, your uh, freedom of movement. People don't realize it, it until uh, they lose their license. And in an area like Buffalo, which doesn't have uh, the best public transportation, we all use our cars, and uh, you do not want to get a letter from DMV saying you've lost your license for six months. Very true. That's a great point, too, because in, in major metropolitan areas, there's you know certainly big systems. BART in San Francisco and obviously in New York and L.A., there's a lot of transportation. Uh, other cities as well. I'm glad you brought that up, Arthur. That's an important point, I think. I also want to bring up that you do uh, other criminal defense cases, including domestic violence, fraud, theft, violent crimes, drug crimes. So it, it keeps you busy, but it's fair to say that uh, the, the things that we talked about earlier, uh, DWIs, traffic violations, other criminal defense, that's the meat and potatoes of your practice. I would say that is. It's probably around 60 to 70 percent of my practice nowadays mm -hmm. is devoted to DWI and, and traffic defense, and the other 30, 35 percent is more traditional uh, criminal uh, or crimes and, and criminal defense. You've been doing this for a while, three decades. Is it still, uh, do you still find it stimulating, interesting work? I, I love it, actually. Uh, when you get together with a bunch of lawyers that do various different uh, specialties in law, um, they want to hear my stories. Nobody wants to hear their real estate stories. Right. <laughs> so, and I, I enjoy it. It's a uh, I get to meet uh, new people every day. I'm in court every single day, morning, noon, and night, really, five days a week. And uh, 
So it keeps uh, it keeps it very interesting. Yeah, you're not in the same place doing the same thing by no. road by any means. Well, we really appreciate you taking time from your busy schedule to come on to Slice of Life, especially, as I mentioned uh, off the top, Arthur, with the holidays looming, all the more important to know how to reach you. Attorney Arthur Pressman. Uh, give him a call when you need him, and you answer your phone directly, right? And I do everything, even though I have a number of different phone numbers online, or if you Google me, um, I have everything redirected right to me. Beautiful. And if I don't answer it, then someone will pick it up uh, on my behalf. Arthur's office is located at 403 Main Street, right in the heart of downtown, right in the Brisbane building across from the Main Place Mall. But if you need to reach him on the phone, the number is 261-4977, 261-4977. Arthur, nice to see you again. I'm happy to see you here in front of a microphone instead of uh, a courtroom. <laughs> and I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you, Brenda, and happy holidays to you. Thank you, and back at you. We'll be back right after this. During the month of November, you're invited to bring your new winter hats, scarves, mitts, and coats to any of the three Paula's Donuts locations. The Salvation Army will have their red barrels on location at Paula's to accept your winter clothing items and will distribute them via their homeless street feed program. Help the homeless this season. Bring your donations to any of the three Paula's Donuts locations in Tonawanda, Clarence, or West Seneca, now through November 30th. Chill at Niagara Falls' trendiest new restaurant. Get $30 at Chill 443 for food, craft beer, or cocktails for just $15. That's a 50% savings only from My Buffalo Perks. Details at MyBuffaloPerks.com. I'm going to get my perks. My perks. At MyBuffaloPerks.com. Most people are coming in because they have a problem and they have all kinds of hopes and aspirations and things they want to do. And they're finally walking into the Goodfeet store. I'm ready to dive in there and help them find a solution to their problem. You're listening to Beth, an art support specialist at the Goodfeet store. So this woman walks in, she's literally got tears coming out of her eyes. I'm going to Turkey. I'm going to be walking and walking and walking. I've wanted to go there my entire life. I can't walk and I don't know what to do, so help me. And I helped her. For over 20 years, we've been helping people live the life they love without letting their feet get in the way. She called me and told me what a wonderful time she had on her trip, was virtually pain-free, that I had literally saved her life. I'm gonna cry, you just can't replace that. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Goodfeet Store. Call 892-3338 or visit the Goodfeet Store on Walden Avenue near the Galleria Mall. Are you dissatisfied with your current job? Looking to start a new career? Go to transittown.com and click jobs. Do you want to get back into the workforce? Do you need flexibility? Go to transittown.com and click jobs. Transittown Automotive Group has your opportunity waiting. We're currently hiring for positions within our fast-growing automotive family. Service and collision, sales and leasing, lot attendant and detail, customer service, administrative and more. If you want to work for a company that values you and the work you do, go to transittown.com and click jobs. Transittown offers competitive wages and benefits like medical, dental, and 401k retirement plan with company contribution. We want to make sure your life is covered so you can grow within the Transittown family. Dissatisfied with your current job? Come work for a company with over 50 years of history in western New York. Transitown Automotive Group has your opportunity waiting. Go to transitown.com and click jobs. We look forward to talking to you. Transitown is an equal opportunity employer. Thanks for tuning in to Slice of Life. 
Now back to your hostess with the mostest, Brenda Alacy. And welcome back to this edition of Slice of Life on this, what I hope is a Sunday fun day for you. Thanks to Kevin Carr for pushing all the right buttons in master control. K-Carr driving us forward as always. Well, the Arthur uh, commonality continues here. We went from Arthur Pressman in the first segment, the attorney, to another professional gentleman, Brad Arthur. And Brad is the owner and pharmacist at Black Rock Pharmacy on Tonawanda Street, 431 Tonawanda in Buffalo. Brad, good morning. Welcome back to the show. Good morning, Brenda. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you again. Always fun talking with you, and I always learn something. And uh, as I mentioned to Arthur in our first segment about DWI rates possibly going up because of the holiday season, in your business, are you seeing um, more incidents of flu because of this season? You know, we haven't seen that yet, by the way. Thank you for the segue from DWI into (laughs) (laughs) into pharmacy. I want to take it to a Valium or something. <laughs> but uh, right? <laughs> we, ha- we haven't seen it yet. You know, um, we, we're still, although um, over the last few weeks we've had changing weather patterns, but we haven't really hit that critical point yet this fall where we see a major influx of uh, an uptick of uh, flu, flu cases, if you will. Well, that's good to know, but it's, it's yes. coming. I mean, there's it's, coming. No getting, it's yeah. like Christmas. It's coming. There's no yeah. getting around it, right? Yeah, sometimes in certain flu seasons we get some premonitions. We haven't had those right. this year, you know, as far as – uh, the CDC's projections about particularly virulent strains are very, very tough seasons. We're not getting that kind of pre-warning right now, which mm-hmm. is a good thing. Doesn't mean we're, it won't happen, but for the time being, we haven't seen that type of activity. Can people come into your store and get a flu shot? Sure, they sure can. Yeah, they can come in uh, any day without an appointment and get a, a flu vaccine. Uh, the, the shingles vaccine is a little trickier right now. Uh, the shingles vaccine is uh, on about a 30, 60, 30 to 60 day backlog, you know, which is problematic. Oh, you know, I think be. it's been yeah. very successful. The consequence of that is supplies have been uh, dwindling. So, right, but right. Uh, the flu vaccine is in stock and and uh, ready to go. You've been in this business a long time, Brad. I know long it's time. a family-run business. Uh, the Black Rock Pharmacy, where yes. your motto is "Your health is our business." Yes. Um, but you also show a lot of compassion, and you help people in many different ways. And drugstores are much different than what our grandfathers and mothers, for example, sure. uh, experienced. Uh, maybe back in the day, you remember the the legendary story about Lana Turner being found at the um, oh sure you know at the uh, ice cream stand, the soda pop stand at the drugstore, and there was penny candy and different things. But yep. this drugstore of today's day and age has really evolved. How would you describe some of the major changes? You know, I think today uh, pharmacies, community pharmacies, are becoming uh, centers of health care. And it's not just the simple act of being places where you can go to have medications distributed. They're becoming overall comprehensive centers of health care, meaning that patients can go and get complex disease state management, diabetes education, comprehensive medication reviews, all types of other value-added clinical services, all designed to improve their health and do so in such a way that it's less of a burden on the health care dollars that are available. And it's so important nowadays, too, with the price yeah. of uh, medicine and the, just the, the price of health care, I should say, in yes. general. And to look at, I look at my pharmacy as a resource, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I talk to people who are well-educated. I can talk about side effects. Uh, I can have my blood pressure taken, you know, at the, at the stand that's right there. There are so many things that you do. So it's really an expansion of clinical services, yes, right? Yes, very much so. And it's really a mandate from the healthcare system. The healthcare system is no longer going to continue to pay for bad behavior, mm-hmm. meaning that if you're admitted in the hospital and you have to go back to the hospital in 24 hours, the hospital is not going to be incentivized anymore. They're actually going to be penalized. So. It sounds kind of common sense, but it hasn't been the way the healthcare system has operated. Mm-hmm. 
And pharmacy and community pharmacy understands that. We're taking steps right now to ensure that we have an array of products and services that make people healthier. So therefore, the health insurance industry should recognize that and partner with us. What are some of those things that you point to in that regard, Brad? One of the, probably the most glaring thing is medication adherence and compliance. Studies show that uh, one out of three prescriptions never gets filled, which is a real problem. It's a real, it's a coverage gap. So if you go to your doctor for a condition and the doctor sends a prescription electronically, they think they've done their job. That's the end of story. You know, the prescription sent, they automatically assume, assume that in 100% of the cases it's picked up. Well, in a third of the cases it's not, and that's, that's pretty substantial. So some of the reasons why it's not is there are cost implications, copays are too high, patients don't like side effects. So f- community pharmacy can intervene and mitigate some of the barriers and take that 30% and shrink it. Is that number, that's a staggering number to me. Is, is that Erie yeah. County or the, the no, that's U.S.? that's nationwide. Wow. You know, that's nationwide. And it's really problematic because these major gaps in coverage um, ultimately prevent the primary health care doctor or the provider from delivering quality care because they're basing it on certain assumptions. If you're a diabetic and the doctor thinks they have you on a certain therapy but you're not taking it, they're actually getting blood work and other indices that are not really reflective of your actual therapy. So that's where pharmacy comes in and fills some of those gaps. It's really a domino effect then, isn't it? It if is. If you're not and taking yeah. the medication and being compliant, then other things yeah. will be off. You know, it's funny you say that because in healthcare, we often hear the term silo. And silo means pharmacy does pharmacy, medicine does medicine, dentistry. We all operate in our silos. In order for it to be truly functioning and function in a cost-effective way and, by the way, be in the best interest of the patient, we all have to be working together, you know, sharing, sharing data, sharing the level of activity that we're doing on behalf of patients. And we're getting there. I mean, HealthyLink uh, here in Western New York helps us facilitate that. We're starting to look at each other more as uh, collaborative partners, There are so many things that you do as a pharmacist, Brad, not to mention being a businessman. Sure. Uh, But you told me of an interesting anecdote that that you, you, an anecdote that reflects how people don't really understand what pharmacists do probably. Tell us if you would, if you would share that with us. Yeah, just yesterday. I mean, I've been practicing pharmacy since 1987, so 31 years. And I think the public's view of what pharmacists do, do is changing and really needs to change because the practice of pharmacy is very dynamic. There's there's many, many different layers of it. Uh, pharmacists uh, today are uh, doctor, you know, they have doctor degrees. Uh, they are integral parts of the healthcare system, but there's still a disconnect with the public. I went into a Dollar General yesterday and, and the young cashier struck up a conversation, asked me what I did for a living, and I said, well, I'm a pharmacist. And she looked at me and she said, wow, that's... Uh, that's that's got to be a really hard job. You're counting all those pills, all, you know, all day long, keeping them, <laughs> keeping them separate. And I said, well, it's a little, it's a little bit more involved than that. You know, that's a, that's a mechanical function. A robot can do that. Uh, what the pharmacist does is so much more complicated and so much more um, critical to the overall health and welfare of the patient. So, oh, absolutely. So this is 2018. It takes a little time to change. Uh, the public's perception, but you do it through delivering on all of these other things that you and I have been discussing this morning. Absolutely, and also talking on shows like this where we have sure. a forum where we can talk about things in greater detail. Sure. And even commercials that you run. Now, I, yeah. you run commercials for Sidenafil on one of our sister stations, WGR. Sure. 
Um, Brad, what is the difference, say, between generic versus an over-the-counter? And I understand that sildenafil isn't really considered a generic, but perhaps an alternative to Viagra. Is that right? The sildenafil 20-milligram tablet is a, th- is a therapeutic alternative to the active ingredient found in Viagra, which is also sildenafil. Originally discovered as, of all things, it was a cardiovascular drug. Hmm. To open up the veins? Yes, ma'am. Basically? Yeah, they gotcha. found that people that had cardiovascular disease, the drug was very effective at opening up the, the vessels to allow uh, for blood to f- uh, flow more freely. So so there was tremendous uh, value in bringing that to market, and originally it was uh, Pfizer and under the trade name Viagra. Uh, but this sildenafil is a very cost-effective alternative for erectile dysfunction, and it works extremely well. It's great, it's yeah. not, and it's cheap, right? It's very cheap. All the yeah, better. Very cheap. It's a dollar a pill, very inexpensive, much more affordable compared to what the Viagra is selling for. Now, I know I've talked to my endocrinologist because I take Synthroid, and he, and he has retired, but the new endocrinologist I'm seeing agreed with him uh, that I should only take Synthroid, not levothyroxine. Yeah. Why are there differences with some medications? And, and all generics aren't created equally, I guess. You know, I think that's a that's a really important point. I think there are certain medications, whether it be uh, lenoxin and digoxin for a heart condition, mm-hmm. Or Synthroid. I think the more important thing is that once you have been um, established and set on a dose that works for you, it's not good to switch between the brand and the generic. It's, so a, it's a delicate balance, as it you is, know. especially with thyroid. Yes, so once you've yes. found that thyroid balance, and if it happens to be on the brand name product, uh, by all means, you should stick with that good. because it's such a, like you said, and in, in with respect to thyroid, it's a very finite balance. No doubt about that. You know, and again, for folks who can't take certain medications, Brad, whether it's an allergy or other issue, perhaps swallowing issues, sure. um, BlackRock Pharmacy and uh, Bright Niagara Pharmacy, which you're also connected with, mm-hmm. uh, does custom compounding, correct? Yes. Yeah, we sure do. We have a very robust compounding business. We work very closely with physicians and group practices to give them solutions for their patients, whether it be, again, getting just that right dose on hormone replacement or coming up with a creative uh, alternative, a non-addicting alternative to the treatment of pain. You know, these are things uh, right now where we can really provide a valuable service to the public, you know, at a time when we're trying to also manage the opioid crisis. So tremendous opportunities. Absolutely. I view pharmacies as part of my health care partnership. Yeah, good. Um, And you have- I'm going to take you to Dollar General and talk to that young (laughs) lady. Definitely, (laughs) definitely. You have certain things, too, that what you consider point of care testing. Sure, yeah. Where people can come in, you know, we've heard about women for years that go in and buy a pregnancy test and they can find out the results at home. Yeah. You brought in this morning the rapid strep test. Sure. That, too, is something that people can check out on their own, right? Yes. Innovation right now is as much as the home pregnancy test kit was an innovation at the time, it's now pre- it's not really thought of that much, but mm-hmm. it was really significant in empowering women with that information. Similarly, today, uh, with point-of-care testing, you're going to be able to go into your pharmacy and pick up a test, take, a in this case, a swab of your throat, and get a positive or negative uh, reaction wow. to strep, and then on top of that, be able to have a consultation with a physician all in your home. So these are really revolutionary type uh, products where technology is bringing them to the public. And we're set, as you said too a little while ago, we're so used to that immediacy, that instant sure. gratification, no matter what the you know the yeah. subject might be, including our health. Yes, ma'am. Um, Brad, how would people reach you at uh, the pharmacy? You know, the pharmacy is located at 431 Tonawanda Street in the historic Black Rock section. Uh, We're there Monday through Saturday, open um, uh, morning until uh, evening. So 
we're there all the time. Uh, we're happy to have you come in and see what we're doing down there. It's pretty exciting. I'm very uh, grateful to be able to do that in that community. And recently renovated, right? Yeah, recently renovated for the future. Place looks great. Congratulations yeah. on all your hard work thank and your you. success. And thank you for being such a, an informed guest who helps people in every walk of life. Well, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. It's been my pleasure. That was Brad Arthur from Black Rock Pharmacy, where your health is their business. And uh, this man walks the walk. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in to this edition of Slice of Life. We'll see you next week, and go Bills. Thanks for listening. Brenda will be back next Slice of Life Sunday at 1030 on ESPN 1520.